Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran Tayyiban mubarakan fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna Wa yarda Ashadu an la ilaha illallah Wahdahu la sharika lah Al-Aziz al-Azim Wa ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihu al-Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. Alhamdulillah, we continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadilah to Shaykh Al-Allama, Shaykh Imam, Imam bin Baz, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. That book which is entitled Durus Al-Muhammah Li'amat Al-Ummah, Important Lessons for the general masses of the the ummah. Alhamdulillah, we're still on the part dealing with the the or that which is necessitated by the testimony that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the messenger of Allah. Just as to recap and go back a little bit. Uh, Imam bin Baz rahimahullah ta'ala he mentions he says bayan ma'a ma'a bayan shahadati anna muhammadan rasulullah he said and this is with this yani coupled with the explanation that muhammad is the messenger of allah wa muqtadaha and that which is necessitated by it tasdiquhu fima akhbar that we must believe in him, we must believe in that which he has informed us of. And we have to obey him in that which he has commanded. And we have to stay away from that which he has prohibited and sense it or order us to avoid. And that we do not worship Allah except by that which He has legislated. That we do not worship Allah except by that which He has legislated, meaning that which has been legislated by Allah and His Messenger. We went over a couple of things that come into and that are necessitated by the shahada that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the messenger of Allah. From them, the aforementioned things which we just mentioned, also that which enters into it as uh, the fadilah to Shaykh Shaykh Abdul Razak bin Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Al Abad Al Badr, Taala, he mentions what tajrida mutabaa. وسلم, and that we have to single out the Messenger of Allah وسلم, with following, meaning that we follow the Messenger of Allah. This is incumbent and this is necessary. Also, that we understand that it is 
the job of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to convey the message which he sallallahu alaihi wasallam he has done in the most excellent of manners and it is our job to receive the message and to submit to the message as it has reached us Allah ta'ala he sends down the message the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he conveys unto us the message and it is upon us to submit to the message also the sheikh he mentions and this brings us into the topic of today's class he says faman qala ashhadu anna muhammadan rasulullah he says and whoever says so thus whoever says that i testify and bear witness that muhammad is the messenger of allah falyusallim bikulli ma jaa bihi ar-rasul alayhi salatu wassalam he said whoever has testified and whoever says i testify and bear witness that muhammad is the messenger of allah then he must submit to everything that the messenger of allah has come with he must submit to everything that the messenger has come with we must submit to it and we must take that which he has commanded us to do and we have to stay away from that which he has commanded us to stay away from and these are things that all of us bismillahi ta'ala we should know them right but these are things that we have to be reminded of because these are affairs that require struggle from us and it is a must that we understand fully the scope of the undertaking so that we bring forth the proper effort and this is something that is important you have to be able to assess in in dunya matters right give you a low example pointing to something which is more greater and more noble but in the affairs of the dunya for example if you have something to lift right um it can be something of any yani whatever the thing may particular be but if you have something to lift one of the first things you want to do is assess what is needed to lift that structure you don't go to it haphazardly and then just start lifting upon it because you may hurt yourself right you may not bring forth the amount of force that is needed to move the structure and so on and so forth so you have to assess it to know is it something i can lift by myself do i need other people to help me lift it you know to to what extent so on and so forth it, it, does it contain the multiple parts do i need to take it apart you know and you know so on and so forth right and if you don't do this and you just approached it haphazardly then um most cases you're not going to be successful right and this is how it works in the dunya so when it comes to the likes of this we have to understand that one no it's not going to be easy in every instance to implement this right um two we have to realize that this is not something that is restricted just to yani yawm al-jumu'ah just to eid just to when we're in the masjid just to just to just to but this is day in and day out this is our day to day right is that we have to strive to implement that which the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he has commanded us to do and to stay away from that which the prophet sallallahu sallallahu alaihi wasallam has commanded us to stay away from and this is going to require effort right it's going to require effort um 
especially for certain things that we may uh, be, uh, yani, may be a fitna for us, right? Certain vices that may be troubling us is going to require effort, effort to be compliant to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and yani, the command of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And it is a must that we understand this reality so that we bring forth the appropriate effort. That we bring forth the appropriate effort so that we are successful, bismillahi ta'ala. And this is how we have, we have to look at things. Now, this is how we have to look at things. Is that whatever the issue is, what has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about this issue? What is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as relates to this issue? And then we strive our best to implement that to the best of our ability. This is a must. And we have to strive to be mindful of this and not fall into being unmindfulness, ghafla, uh, because ghafla is from the tricks of shaitan. He gets us to slip when he causes us to forget, right? When we are not thinking in this manner, it's easy to go and do something that we shouldn't be doing uh, and to take things too far and so on and so forth. Why? Because it's not on our mind. But if we are looking at every single thing, trying to be compliant to the, the, the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala trying to be obedient unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala trying to follow the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then bi'ithnillahi ta'ala if we have this on our mind yani it will be uh, we will be further from slipping bi'ithnillahi ta'ala and this is something that is is a must yani it's a command that whatever the, the messenger has given us we have to take it and whatever he has prohibited us from then we have to stay away from it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Inside of his noble book, he says, "Wama atakum al-rasul, fakhudu, wama nahaakum anhu, fantahu." And whatever the messenger gives you, take it. And whatever he prohibits you from, then stay away from it. Whatever he gives you, take it. And whatever he has prohibited you from, then stay away from it. And it is incumbent. That we strive to do this. Naam, this is incumbent. And yani, especially, and I'm stressing this because, especially in a day and a time that we live in, especially in a day and a time that we live in, and especially around the individuals and the folk that we live around, uh, is that you have many people who believe that yani, you can have a liberal approach to the deen of Al Islam, you can have a liberalist approach to the deen of Al Islam. And you find they use these beautiful words and expressions and articulations and verbiage and the like just so as to uh, make themselves feel better about their corruption. And that's the reality. It's to make themselves feel better about their corruption and the following of their desires. So you'll have individuals like this who in the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, is mentioning to them, they treat it as if it's an option. Huh? They treat it as if it's an option. Well, I feel I don't have to do that. Well, I feel it should be like this. And I think so-and-so. And it is my opinion, such-and-such. Such. What what common uh, word do you have in each of these sentences that were aforementioned? I. I believe. I think. I feel. My opinion. So on and so forth. Now, everything pointing back to the first person. Right? Now, this is not the mentality or the approach of the Muslim who's trying to do what is right. Because what? Be, why? Because the deen of Al-Islam is not defined by us. You understand? 
We do not define what is Islam. We do not define what is good thing to do. We do not define what is the correct way. But rather what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already defined unto us what is the deen. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has showed us and conveyed unto us what the deen is. Naam, so the deen is what Qal Allah, Qal Rasulullah, what the Sahaba were upon, that's the deen. وَمَا كَانَ عَلَيْهِ salaf. Naam, that's the religion. That's the religion. It's there. It's well defined. No ambiguities. Right? As, as relates to what is the reality of the deen of Al-Islam. So there's no room for a person's opinion. A person's opinion doesn't mean anything. And this goes back to what? To the singling out or the following of the Prophet ﷺ, the following of the Prophet ﷺ over everyone else from the human beings, man can, whoever that human being may be. Now, when we say the likes of these things, it always strikes the people's mind, the great scholars. So when we say that we follow the Prophet ﷺ and we don't put anyone's statement in front of his statement, it comes first and foremost to a lot of people's minds. We're talking about who? The likes of uh, Imam Ahmed, the likes of Imam Ash-Shafi'i, the likes of Imam Malik, or Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahumullahu ta'ala. This is what comes to their mind. And no doubt, this is what it means. That we're not going to put the statement of any of the Imams of the religion before the, before the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We're not going to put any human being's statement in front of the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But here's maybe where we have a disconnection or some people have a disconnection, right? Is that what? Is that if this concept is applicable to the likes of Imam Ahmed, the likes of Imam Ash-Shafi'i, the likes of Imam Abu Hanifa, the likes of Imam Malik, if this, the likes of Imam Awza'i, if this statement is applicable to the likes of them, then no doubt, undoubtedly, it's applicable to us. So we're not going to put the statement of Imam Ahmed in front of the statement of the Prophet Wasallam. Then how in the world do we think we could put our opinion in front of the statement of the Prophet Wasallam? How can we put our statement in front of the guidance of the Prophet Wasallam? How can we put what we want to do in front of the guidance of the Prophet Wasallam? It's no way. It's no way because everyone will, will, will agree that, what, that those Imams were and are better than us. Right now, what about those who are better than them? The likes of Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, radiyallahu ta'ala anhum. Naam, even them. We do not put their statements in front of this statement of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Naam. So, how in the world do people feel comfortable putting their desires in front of, right, the guidance of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam? I give you an example. I give you an example from the Prophets. How many of the individuals who it will reach them the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam as relates to wearing uh, the pants, right? Wearing the pants or the izar, right? The sirwal, so on and so forth. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, That whatever is below the ankles is in the fire, right? That's the reality. Whatever is below the ankles is in the fire. This means that what? It's not permissible for us to do that. It's not permissible for us to make Islam, to drag our garments below our ankles, to have our garments rest below our ankles as men. It's not permissible, right? But how many of the individuals, they know about this sunnah and then they what? They, they throw it behind their backs and they, and they don't consider it. Even some, even some amongst them, or say, well, this is a little thing. It's a trivial thing. Ya yeah, subhanallah, how is it trivial? 
When the Prophet said, Whatever is below the two ankle bones is inside the fire. Inside the fire means that what? Means that this is a major sin. It's not a minor sin. No. This is a major sin. Why? How do we know it's a major sin? Because it has the threat of punishment. It has a threat of the fire attached to it. Any sin that has a threat of the fire attached to it is a major sin. Any sin that has a punishment for it is a major sin. Any sin that has the curse of Allah upon the person who does it is a major sin. Any sin yani, that has the anger of Allah upon the one who does it is a major sin. Right. So this fits into the category of major sin. But a person coming and say, oh no, but I feel, I think, you know, what do you mean? You feel, you think. Who cares what you feel and you think? So what I'm saying is that saying something and implementing it sometimes, yeah, it's two different, totally different things, right? And what we have to strive to do is to strive to be compliant to the guidance that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came with. And that requires effort. If one will look at the Sahaba and the effort that they put forward to follow the Prophet Sallallahu then you then you will understand this is the effort that is required to following the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When it will reach them, the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that was it. They obeyed. Yani Samirna wa Ta'ana. This was the command of the Rasul. That's it. Khalas this is what we doing. Naam. And so on and so forth. And likewise from the righteous ones from the deen. When you read through their biographies, you find that this was a characteristic that they all share. Is that when they reached in the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they strive to implement it. And, 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 and I'm saying this and I'm stressing this because what? Because this is stuff that we already know, right? But a lot of times, how often is it that we don't implement what we know and we do what we know we shouldn't be doing, right? So sometimes, and, and this, is, this, is, this is the reality, we have to spend more time on implementing what we already know. Spend more time implementing what we already know. This is very important. And we have to strive and help yani, uh, uh, each other into doing this. This is very, very, very important. But in any event, all of this enters into and is necessitated by the testimony of wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. And I testify and bear witness that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in the book, He says, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ He says, in no, negating, in O, in no, no way, by your Lord, لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِيمَا شَجْرَ بَيْنَهُمْ They do not believe until they utilize you, O Muhammad, as a judge, and that which transpires between them. ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا Then they do not find inside of themselves any type of difficulty. They don't find no problems with it. نعم مِمَّا قُضَيْتْ They don't find any problems with your judgment. وَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا And they submit to it with a complete submission. نعم They submit to it with a complete submission. Let me give you an example. Because this is something that is يعني, uh, relevant. It's something that's relevant for the time that, that, that we're living in right now. Just a couple of days ago, these these kuffar they had their midterm elections. Naam, they had their midterm elections. Naam, we know, we understand. All praise and thanks belong to Allah who has guided us to Islam, who has guided us to the Sunnah. We 
Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us to know that this system is not from the deen of Al-Islam. Democracy is not from the deen of Al-Islam. Naam, but rather, as Imam Muqbil, Rahimullah Ta'ala, used to say, that democracy is what? Kufr. Naam, Kufr. Democracy was founded by the ancient Greeks. Ancient Greeks. Further adopted by later on the Romans. It's a Catholic system in its origin. It's a Catholic system in its implementation. Right? And in all of its forms. It's a Catholic system. This is not that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. This is not from our way. The way of voting is not from our way. It's not from our way to vote. Like what they doing. You understand? But even with that being the case, how many of the Muslims have rushed out to vote and advocate voting? How many groups do we have of Muslims who are advocates to vote and get out to vote and so on and so forth? Hatta until, wa'iyadu billah, they allow the kuffar to come to the masajid and to campaign inside of the masajid to get people to vote. To have groups come out to the masajid of yani, uh, for voter registration. Groups coming out to the masajid to, to, to teach you your rights as it relates to voting and so on and so forth. Voting advocacy groups and so on and so forth coming out to the masajid. Naam. Whether it's early voting, voting by, by, by post, by mail or whatever the case is. Uh, absentee ballots and all this type of nonsense. They encourage people to get out there and stand on the line and all that type of stuff. But it, that's not compliant with what? That's not compliant with what? Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. It's not compliant with and I testify what is it, that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Because khayru kalam, kalam Allah. Wa khayru hadi, hadi Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The best of speech is the speech of Allah. And the best of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is what we, this is what we say and this is what we, every, you say this to any Muslim, they acknowledge it. Naam, that's the truth. But why is there a disconnection and you acknowledging that that's the truth but then you turn your back on the system that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to mankind to govern themselves by and you adopt the system of the ancient Greeks. Do you think that Aristotle, Plato and Socrates and all of these individuals were more guided? Do you think that their way is superior than the way of the prophets and the messengers? Anybody who's sane will say no, we do not. Okay, so why are you rushing so why you're rushing into participation inside of their, of their kufr, their democracy, which is kufr, naam? And a person may say, well, that's a strong statement, democracy is kufr. Of course democracy is kufr. What is halal is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made halal. What the Prophet has conveyed unto us, it is halal. There's no arguing as relates to that. What is haram is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram. What the Prophet has conveyed unto us is haram. That's haram. There's no debate about that. But in the system of democracy, anything that reaches and makes it to the ballot is up for debate. Did we not have a time in this, in this, in this country where they had prohibition? During the time of prohibition? As, as seen inside of the yani the, uh, the the name of it prohibition because something was prohibited what you couldn't drink alcohol it was against the law right but then after some time prohibition went away that was that was amended and now they say alcoholic beverages are lawful so you can get them in the stores you can yani, down in the south you can get them in the grocery stores subhanallah they say it's okay 
Is that up for debate? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says haram. The Prophet said it's haram. It's not up for debate. So anybody who says that something that is haram is not haram, but rather is halal, this is what? Kufr. This is a type of kufr that exit a person from the deen of al-Islam. This is a type of kufr that exit a person from the deen of al-Islam. But this is the nature of what democracy is about. This LGB, whatever, yani community of the of the homosexuals and the transgenders and the lesbians and the gays and 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 and, and, and the bisexuals and and that, huh? and, and yeah, yeah, you know, I forget the the acronym LGBT, whatever, huh? Community. Now, a democracy saying they got rights. Democracy saying, yeah, Subhanallah. You can't talk about them. You can't talk about them. But then you got all these, yani, uh, all, all these idiots and these and these people. They 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 they, they spew hate and venom for the Muslims who's trying to obey Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But then you call a fag and a fag, and then you're in trouble. Subhanallah. Huh? This is what is allowed inside of their system of what of democracy. So how is it anything but what is kufr? It's kufr. They're ranting and raving because so many of the, some people from these, from these groups, from these sick individuals, they have yani, won their elections and their races and so on and so forth. And they say, oh, this is monumental, this is historic and so on and so forth. Honoring the likes of these individuals who are not to be honored. How are they honored? SubhanAllah, their way of life is not a good thing. We don't, we don't, yani, everyone knows the story of, of, of the people of Luq. Naam. Even you mentioned to the kuffar from a Judeo-Christian background about Sodom and Gomorrah, they already know what time it is. They were destroyed then, but they okay now, they honored now, now it's such a big thing, now it's, now it's, yeah. subhanAllah, what are you talking about? But that's, that's what democracy opened the doors to. The point is, is that, and this is just yeah, I need the, the, the surface of it, but the point is, is that this system is a system that is an evil system and is a system that is no benefit. People don't like hearing that, but this is the reality. There's no benefit because it is what it is. You understand? People don't like hearing that. It is what it is. Anyone can disagree, anyone disagree, and it's fine. Like it, who like it, hate it, who hate it. But the system, it is what it is. There's no upside force in the system. People had under Obama, was be better under Obama? It was the same thing. Now is a new guy, uh, yeah, supposedly against this one, against that one. Is it worse for us? Not really. It's the same thing. It is what it is. They say, but vote for that one is better for you than that one. <laughs> the likeness of it is, you can pick uh, 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 a cobra, or you can pick, yeah, uh, 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 I don't know, a rattlesnake, python. Viper, whatever, right? You can pick this poisonous venomous or uh, poison venom or that poison venom. Which one? It's your choice. It's all poison. It's all poison. It's all gonna kill you. You understand what I'm saying? That's the choice. You want the Glock to your head or you want the 45? Either or, straight to your temple. 45 or the Glock. Same result. They say, oh, but the hole for that one is smaller. Okay, but you're still dead. <laughs> Same result, right? Same end result. So there's not really a choice. Then at the end of the affair, you don't benefit. Instead of putting your time into trying to follow the Prophet ﷺ and bring 
yani, uh, benefit to the Muslim community and to those neighboring communities that are adjacent to the Muslim community, so within and so on and so forth. Instead of doing that, you're running around spending all this money for this guy who get there and then do what? Nothing. No, nothing for you. You know, but they're all millionaires. Anyway, following the Sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam is that's our way of life. We can't be shy. We can't run from that. This is our way of life. This is our deen. You understand? To be the best citizen in any nation, any nation, is attained by what? By following the deen of Al-Islam. By following the deen of Al-Islam. Naam. And when we hear what the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ is, <clears throat> when it reaches us, because remember, we humans, sometimes it'll reach us and we're already complying to it. Sometimes it will reach us and we are in opposition to it. We was doing the opposite. We didn't know. Right? When it comes to us, we have to submit to it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, they don't truly believe what translated means. They do not truly believe until they take you, O Muhammad, as a judge, and that which has transpired between them. Naam. And then they do not find any difficulty in their hearts from your judgment. And they submit to it with a complete submission. They submit to it with a complete submission. Naam. This is going to require effort. I don't want anyone to believe and think, oh, that's going to come easy. Like, no. It's going to require effort. To submit to it a complete submission? To have nothing in your heart? Yeah, I mean, for the judgment? It's going to require effort. We have to put forth the effort. This ayah can be found in Surah and nisa in his verse 65. Allah Ta'ala, He says, And this is, Istami'u. To all those ones who say, well, we're liberals and we this, we that. Yes, we hear you, brother. We hear this ayat you're talking about and all this. But at the end of the day, we feel whatever. Huh. What does Allah say about that? Allah Ta'ala, He says, That it is not befitting for the believing man, nor the believing woman, that when Allah and His Messenger have judge in, a, in an affair have ruled in an affair that they have any choice as relates to that affair it has come to it this is what the sunnah is there's no choice we hear we obey we is what we doing naam and we have to obey him and that which he has commanded us to do we have to obey the Prophet ﷺ and that which he has commanded us to do because obeying him is 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 linked to the obedience of Allah. When we obey the Prophet ﷺ, then we obey Allah. Naam. Allah Ta'ala says, Whoever obeys the Messenger, then verily he has already obeyed Allah. This is Surah An Nisa, verse 80. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Surah Ali Imran, Surah Ali Imran, verse 31, Allah Ta'ala says, and say unto them, if you truly love Allah, then follow me and Allah will love you. Naam. All these people want to do something different outside the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but then they say, oh, but we love Allah. If you love Allah, follow Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
وهذه الآية تسمى آية المحنة and this ayah is called the ayah the verse of a test this, this verse puts you to trial puts you to test أي فمن الدعاء محبة الله so whoever he claims that he has love for Allah عز وجل فل فل يمتحن نفسه في الضوء ما دلت عليه من برهان على صدق صدقها. So whoever has said that he he claims that he loves Allah, then this ayah, yani put him to a test. This ayah puts that individual unto a test in 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 light of that which it points to from uh, from the guidance, yani which, which which will either point to the truthfulness of their claim. Because if we truly love Allah subhanahu wa taala, then we have to then we have to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then the last part um, which is very 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 important all of the parts were important yani, you know all of the parts were important the last part is وسلم, and that we do not worship Allah except by that which Allah has legislated and His Messenger has legislated Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Naam, it's very important La bil ahwa Not with our desires Naam And those aforementioned things that I was talking about Like the Muslims who wanna, don't want to follow the commands of the Prophet Sallallahu Because they figure, oh, you know, it's, it's okay in their opinions Or those who want to follow other traditions and systems Yani, contrary to the deen of Al-Islam Because of whatever they think they may gain yani, In the dunya And so on and so forth yeah? All of this could enter into Arguably what ahwa Following desires Now following desires So we have to we have to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Upon what he has legislated Upon what the Prophet sallallahu has legislated Not upon desires And not upon what bid'ah And not upon innovation not upon what? Innovation. Naam. And in that closes the door on every group of innovators. Closes the door on everything that is contrary to the Sunnah of the Prophet. Everything that has been introduced into the religion and taken as a religious act, taken as something. That is that yani, that they believe is pleasing unto Allah and they're trying to gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of that thing that they have invented. It closes the door on that. They close the door on that. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, Man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fahuwaraddun. Whoever does an action that's not have on it our command, it is rejected. The Prophet Sallallahu said, Whoever introduces into this affair of ours that which is not from it, then it is rejected. Naam, it is, it is what? It is rejected. It is marudud. Rejected. Naam. It is important that we know and we understand this. There is no room in the religion for innovation. Why? Because the, it is the, what? The job of the Prophet Sallallahu to convey the message. The Prophet ﷺ conveyed the message in the most perfect, the best of the ways. He conveyed the message completely. Being that he conveyed the message completely, there is nothing that is good except he pointed us to do it. There is nothing that is evil except he prohibited us from it. So what do we need? We don't need nothing else. We don't need anyone to come with their filthy addition thinking that it's good, but really it's not. Naam. 
the Shaykh the mentions, he says, وَلِهَذَا تَكَاثُرَتْ عَنْهُ and for this reason, there are many ahadith that come warning us from innovation uh, 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 and, and prohibiting innovation. Now mind you, these ahadith from the Prophet ﷺ, we used to warn against innovation. All of this is before innovation happened. Ma'am, there was no innovation in the time of the Prophet ﷺ. He warned against it adamantly before it even happened, which shows us what the danger of it. It shows the danger of it. And from this ahadith, and from ahadith, al-azimah al-lati addaha ulama aslan min usul al-deen, and from those ahadith in which the ulama, they have made them, yani, uh, yani, uh, pointed out to us that these are fundamental principles from the, from the fundamental principles of the religion. Al-lati yaqumu alayha deen al-islam, of which the deen of al-islam is established yani, upon it. Qawluhu alayhi salatu wassalam is the statement of the Prophet sallallahu Whoever introduces into this affair of ours that which is not from it, it is rejected. Now, the aforementioned hadith, Mutafiqun alayh, agreed upon. With a riwaya, in another narration, Whoever does an action does not have on it our command, it is rejected. This hadith, Rawahu Muslim. Now, so whether, so whether a person innovated it, he introduced it, he made it up, or whether he is following the person who made it up, they're both rejected. Naam. Rejected. Ala sahibi. Rejected upon the one who does it. It's not accepted from him. It's rejected, not accepted. Naam. وَكَانَ عَلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ وَسَلَامٌ and when the Prophet ﷺ, yani either khutab al-nas, when he used to give sermons to the people, قال, he said, أَمَّا بَعْدْ فَإِنَّ خَيْلَ الْحَدِيدِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْلَ الْهَدِي هَدِي مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَشَرُّ أُمُورِ مُحْتَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ The Prophet ﷺ, when he gave his sermons, like the khutbah to Hajjah, before the weddings, so on and so forth. Now, the Prophet used to say, and as to what follows, verily, the best speech is the Book of Allah, and the finest guidance is the guidance of Muhammad, and the worst of all affairs are newly evinced matters. Every newly evinced matter is a going astray. وَقَالَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ اللَّهُ The Prophet said in the hadith of Irbad, Irbad bin Sariya, أَنَّهُ مَنْ يَعِيشْ مِنْكُمْ بَعْدِ فَسِرَ اخْتِلَافٍ كَثِيرًا فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّةِ وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ مُسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الْمَهْدِيِّينَ الرَّاشِدِينَ تَمَسَّكُوا بِهَا وَعُضُّوا عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِدِ وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَالْمُحْدَثَاتِ الْأُمُورِ فَإِنَّ كُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَامَةٍ نعم The Prophet Sallallahu said what means and verily the one who lives from amongst you he's going to see much differing so it is upon you to stick to my sunnah and the sunnah of the rightly guided khulafa after me. Bite, hold on to it and bite on to it with your molity. And beware of newly invented matters. For every newly invented matter is a bid'ah. Every bid'ah and every bid'ah is a going astray. <coughs> and every bid'ah is a going astray. Well, a hadith in hadith al-ma'na kathira. And the hadith that come with this meaning, and there are many. Fa وَالشَّهَادَةً The two testimonies شَهَادَةً لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَالشَّهَادَةً أَنَّ مُحَمَّدَ الرَّسُولُ اللَّهِ 
عليهما قيام الدين كل you will find that these two testimonies the testimony that none has the right to worship the truth except Allah and the testimony that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah upon the both of them all of the religion is established upon the both of them all of the religion is established فلا إله لله تعني الإخلاص so لا إله لله it means sincerity sincerity ومحمد نعم محمد الرسول الله إلا محمد is the messenger of Allah and this is المتابعة نعم المتابعة the following following the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم في الدين إنما يقوم على الإخلاص للمعبود والمتابعة للرسول so the deen of Al-Islam if you want a summary right you want a nice concise understanding the deen of Al-Islam is established upon having sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala having sincerity to the one who was worshipped the only one who was worshipped in truth Allah and following the messenger of Allah this is what the deen is built on sincerity and following the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kama qala fudayl ibn iyad as fudayl ibn iyad he mentioned fi ma'na qawlihi ta'ala in the statement of Allah ta'ala liyabluwakum ayyukum ahsanu amala to test which one of you is best indeed فَقَالَ أَخْلَصُ وَأَصْوَبُهُ He said, the most sincere, the most correct. Also what? These are the two conditions for a deed to be accepted. It has to be upon ikhlas, it has to be sincerely for Allah, and it has to be according to the sunnah of the Prophet If one of those two things are mentioned, that deed is not accepted, that deed is rejected. Naam? But he says that it means أَخْلَصُ وَأَصْوَبُهُ The most sincere, the most correct. قِيلَ يَا أَبَا عَلِي He said, Oh, Abu Ali. أَمَّا أَخْلَصُ Oh, Abu Ali. وَمَا أَخْلَصُ وَأَصْوَبُ What does that mean? The most sincere, the most, the most correct. قَالَ He said, إِنَّ الْعَمَلِ إِذَا كَانَ خَالِصًا وَلَمْ يَكُنْ صَوَابًا لَمْ يُقْبَلْ He said that verily, if the action is sincere, meaning sincerely for Allah, but it's not correct, then it's not going to be accepted. وَإِذَا كَانَ صَوَابًا وَلَمْ يَكُنْ خَالِصًا لَمْ يُقْبَلْ And if it is correct, meaning in accordance to the sunnah, but it is not sincere, it's not sincere for Allah, then it will not, then it's not accepted. It has yet to be accepted. حَتَّى يَكُونَ خَالِصًا صَوَابًا It won't be accepted until it is sincerely for Allah and correct. فَالْخَالِصُ What is sincere? مَا كَانَ لِلَّهِ Is what is for Allah. والصواب and what is correct ما كان عن السنة is that which is upon the سنة فالخالص ما كان لله so what is correct I mean so what is uh, sincere is that which is for Allah وهذا مدلول لا إله إلا الله and this is what is pointed to by لا إله إلا الله والصواب and correct ما كان عن السنة is that which is upon the سنة وهذا مدلول Muhammadun Rasulullah and that is what is pointed to by Muhammad is the messenger of Allah فَعَلَى هَاتَيْنَ الْكَلِمَتَيْنَ قِيَامُ الدِّينِ Upon these two statements the religion of Allah is established وَعَنْ هَاتَيْنَ الْكَلِمَتَيْنَ يُسْأَلُ الْأَوَّلُونَ وَالْأَخِرُونَ And upon these two statements the first of the human beings and the last of the human beings they're going to be questioned مَاذَا كُنْتُمْ تعبدون. What did you used to worship? 
The correct answer is what? Jawabu. The correct answer is La ilaha illallah. None has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. Naam. They will ask, it will be asked, Mada ajabtum al mursaleen? What was your response to the messengers? What was your response to them? The correct response for this ummah in particular is what? Muhammad al Rasulullah. That Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Because by believing in Muhammad, then we believe subsequently right, in every prophet and messenger that came before him. Naam, this is a must. We have to believe in all the prophets and the messengers. But in specifically who? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because what he came to us with his sharia huh, that was revealed unto him, the sharia that was revealed unto him is what we have to live our lives by day in and day out. That's our day to day. Naam, that's our day to day. Al-awwal, al-ikhlas. The first one, what you used to worship, the correct answer, la ilaha Allah, that's ikhlas. That is sincerity. And the second one, and what was how what was your response to the to the messenger? Huh? Then that is what Al Mutabah that we have to follow. We have to follow the the messengers. And in particular, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Naam. And then the Imam, Imam bin Baz Ta'ala, قال, he said, Thumma Yubinu Litbalib Bakiyatul Arkan Islam al Khamsa. And then it has to be explained until the student the rest of the five pillars of Islam. The rest of the five pillars of Islam as the Shahada constitutes one pillar. Naam. So the, then it has to be explained what the other pillars of the deen of Islam. However, we're going to save that until the next time. Bithnillahi ta'ala. فَنَكْتَفِي بِهَذَا الْقَدَرِ وَصَلَى اللَّهِ سَلَّمْ عَلَى نَبِيهِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَجَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا